Hello and welcome to my podcast, You've Got to Be Joking With Me, Bunny Jane. Tonight, I am going to be talking about bad, bad fucking dates. You know the ones when you're like, oh my fucking god, you have to be joking. Did that really happen? That is what I'm going to be talking about tonight. Um, I've just got back from a really, really bad day. Like, you know one of those dates that's like... You turn up and you think, okay, this guy looks quite fit from his profile. You turn up and you're like, okay, cool. Um, People are fucking great with taking photos. They're sometimes quite like, you can't tell what they look like. But you're like, you give them the benefit of the doubt because you think, actually, they do look quite fit. So you're like, fuck it, I'll just do it, whatever. So I'm going to take this guy who had a very basic name. I won't tell you what it is because it's a massive giveaway if I do, but slightly dim situation. So we matched on field, classic, you know me, I only use field because I feel like field is the only one that's like way more down to earth and way more like with the times of being like dating. Because I feel like with Hinge, the people that you match with, they're always so fucking basic. There's no chat. They will leave you on the chat on red for days on end and they're like playing some weird fucking game with you which is just like not okay you can't do that that's not okay we don't live in a world where we we're doing that now so we move we fucking move anyway so i go on a date with this guy i've been out with some friends during the day a gorgeous summer evening in east london which we all love and we we're all frolicking around single human beings loving life okay but um, so I leave my friends, some gorgeous, gorgeous Australian human beings, which we love. Go on and date this guy. We meet at a place in Haggerston, which is one of my favourite cocktail bars called Matt Maison. Gorgeous, gorgeous dirty martini, which we love. That's my favourite drink. Um, other than the Negroni, this is my go-to cocktail. So I sit down. He's like, dot, dot, dot. Um, so I hope you don't mind, but I actually don't drink. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, are you kidding me? Are you actually kidding me? Like, oh, fuck me. Bearing in mind, you know, at this point, I'm like a full-blown, full-time alcoholic, full-time, every single day of my life, uh, drinking. And I feel like everybody is when they're single, right? That's why I've been living this last year. <laughs> So when someone tells me they don't drink, I'm like, okay, fair enough, do your thing. But equally, like, there's going to be no vibe from me because I hate being the person that's the only one that's drinking. And I've been on a couple of sober dates with, well, I say sober, not from me, but with guys that I've dated. And it's so dull. And I feel so aware that I'm the one that's getting pissed and they're not. So, like, it's kind of not okay. Anyway, we move. I'm not going to be dating anyone that's going to be not drinking from now on because it's just, it's not a vibe. And you just, it just kills the whole situation. Like, have fun in the moment and live your life. That's what I feel anyway. Like, no offence to anyone that doesn't drink because that's fine. That's your prerogative. But like, equally, for me, I fucking love a drink. (laughs) And a ciggy. I'm like, one of those. Anyway, so we go on the date. Ugh, you'd think from field that they would be, like, slightly exciting. This guy, I could have watched paint dry and have more fun. 
It was so tragic. You know when there's no connection, just like, oh my fucking Christ, it's like dating a Ravita. Terrible. We don't want that. Nobody needs that. No sexual chemistry. Absolutely nothing. We were talking about dating, and I was like, basically the one that was like leading the conversation. Not okay. We don't like this. My mum gave me the five minute rule, right? And I told you about this before. So, on a date, five minute rule. If you don't click within that five minutes, then you fucking say, like, look, I'm not feeling it. Or you just make an excuse and be like, look, I'm tired, I'm gonna go home. Anyway, I did two martinis, bearing in mind that's like 45 minutes worth of chat. And it was the most boring chat of my fucking life. And I was literally like, Christ's sake, bunny, why are you still here listening to this bullshit? Why? Because it's so boring. Oh my God, so boring. I can't. Okay, so I was like, I'm going to finish this drink and I think I'm going to call it because I'm so tired. I'm so I'm putting I'm pink, putting in the tired legs at this point. I'm so tired. I need to go home and go to bed. Thinking I need to go home. I need to talk to everyone on the podcast about this because it's just too much. It's too boring. Why do we do this to ourselves? Why do we create such a space of like non-playable fucking characters every single motherfucking time? Why do we do this? It's so boring. It's so boring. And, like, you leave feeling like, I mean, I don't care. I wasted 45 minutes of my life, okay, which is fine. But equally, I had a way better time with the people that I was with before and I could have stayed out with them and then, you know, I didn't. I kind of made a uh, priority to see this guy for some fucking strange reason. Don't believe everything you see on someone's dating profile because most of the fucking time, it's a load of shit. Very rare that you'll meet someone online that's ever like they are on their profile and if they are then you know fair play but most of the time it's like an old photo from like 500 years ago and like a cropped out photo that their fucking ex took on holiday 16,000 years ago you know like bc situation so yeah we move from there um another dating situation i'm going to talk about tonight is uh the five date guy so the five date guy uh was somebody I was talking to from field again we matched and we were chatting for a long time and he had a very similar uh, situation to me breaking up with my now ex-husband by the way officially divorced as of uh, six days ago so officially legally single now which feels so crazy so let me just let me just go through the motions with you with that right now so okay a divorce, FYI, is the craziest situation. Like, going through a breakup, okay, like, you can be like, we're broken up now, we can move on. Going through a divorce is so crazy because, like, you're like, it's legal. So you have to do it. If you don't, then you're just going to stay married forever and that doesn't work because, obviously, people move on, they get another in another relationship, FYI, whatever. Um... FYI, you know what I mean, I'm just chatting shit, I've had a couple of martinis, let me off, um, so yeah, uh, it takes a couple of, it's like four different stages, I think, for, um, a divorce, which is crazy, so the last one, we had to sign, I think it was like over a week and a half ago, week and a half ago now, and it's like the conditional order or some shit, so that came through, we both signed it, and then the next day, 
I think it was last Saturday. No, was it? Yeah, last Saturday. So last Saturday it came through, pretty sure. And, or Sunday. And I, you know when you just don't check your emails? Anyway, so I checked my emails just to see if, like, I had, like, a missed delivery or whatever. And it was, like, HM, whatever it is, uh, government situation. Coming through on the email. Divorce, it said. So I clicked on it, opened it, and I was like, oh, my fucking god it was like hang on let me just read it to you because then you get the whole shebang i'm just gonna find it now one sec um so where is it hm okay <clears throat> so it's like dear megan reese full name i know very 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 crazy the final order has been granted you are now legally divorced I cannot tell you the feeling that I felt when I when I read that. I burst out crying. I was like, it's such a overwhelming feeling of being like, okay, I've married somebody who I loved with my whole heart, and now I'm reading that this is over, like officially over. It's such a head fuck. Like I can't tell you. It's crazy from head to toe. Crazy. Um. I sobbed. I really fucking sobbed. And I actually was like hysterically crying for like probably about half an hour. I called my mum and was like, Mum, she's like, What's happened? What's happened? And I was like, I've just got my divorce through. She's like, Well, it should be a good thing though. Like you move on now. And I was like, Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, but equally it feels so strange to have like a chapter ending like it has, you know, like so strange. What of a what a absolute whirlwind of emotions that I felt in the last year. And this being the cherry of being like, wow, it's now finally over. Like, nothing can explain that feeling. Because going through a divorce is like, it hangs over your head so heavily, so heavily, that you feel like you can't move on. And then so when it came through, I was like, fuck, okay, well, now I'm actually fucking single. I'm back to being a miss. I'm not a missus anymore. I was a missus for the last year. Obviously, I wouldn't say that on any, any sort of document, but I'm now a miss again. Miss Bunny Jane. She's back. She's back on the game. Um, it feels so good. It feels so good. It was very sad when I first read that. I felt like, wow, like nobody could ever tell you how to feel with that situation because it's so sad. It is so sad because you're letting a part of yourself go from a million years ago that felt so right. And now you're living in a world where things are so different and things have changed so much. So, yeah, it was really, really hard. But in the last week, I felt like I've had like this whole adrenaline feeling of being like going out, going on dates and not wanting to go home. It's been crazy because I've been like, oh, my God, I don't want to go home. I want to meet everyone. I'm going to be like, hi, I'm this is me. I want to be out in the world. So yeah, that was the experience with that. So bad dates, going back to... Actually, let me just take you back to something that happened recently. So I met a guy on field, classic, you know me. Um, and actually, funnily enough, one of my friends matched with him as well. So she was basically on a date with him. And it subsequently turned out that she was just too busy. It didn't work out. And we had already matched on field. So I went back and I chatted to him. She was like, she gave me the okay, obviously. Um, was chatting to him and we were talking whilst I was in New York. 
and we had a really good connection and I was really excited to meet this guy and it was actually like you know when you're like incessantly texting somebody and it's like you get like a vibe and I was so excited to get back to London and be like go on a date with this guy because it was like so rare for me to actually have someone that you go through that situation with like texting all the time and like being excited and like horny for each other so rare so I got back to London and I he was busy until I think that Friday so we'd planned to go to I don't know if you've ever been if you've not been go because it's actually it's sensational a place in East London by Bethnal Green Station called Satan's Whiskers and in my opinion fuck me actually I don't even give a fuck best fucking spicy mark in London hands down best cocktails in town go there and also the best grilled cheese and they do gluten-free for me which is like fucking unreal anyway we're vibing we go back home I've already said to him I wasn't going to sleep with him that night so I was like we're, we're getting on really well and I kind of see this going somewhere he's like yeah 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 it's fine like don't, don't worry there's no like pretense of like sleeping together get back to mine and apparently I said I was like look I'm not going to sleep with you tonight I'm not going to sleep with you tonight <laughs> get back to mine and he was like, you said you weren't going to sleep with me. And I was like, oh, fuck that. And obviously slept together. Woke up the next morning. Had a very cute morning together. Went to Root uh, in Hagerston. And had some gorgeous Turkish eggs. Because I love a bit of shatshuka. I'm a fucking slut for shatshuka. I can tell you that right now. Had it in Barcelona. And I cannot get my head around why I haven't had this in my life. For the whole of my entire existence. So had that. And then we had a really cute day. I went to a party that night, a Eurovision party, and I had a meltdown because I felt like something was going to happen or come to fruition with me and my ex. And I, I always have a gut feeling. This is what I always speak about. I speak about gut feelings all the time because you have to trust your gut. You have to know these things because something's. I felt like something was bubbling under the surface and I didn't know what it was essentially went home that night and I was hysterical I was crying my eyes out in the cab on the way home from um, Hampstead Heath to mine which is in Haggerston um and I I just couldn't I could not stop crying you know the kind of crying when you get in the car and you and I think the taxi driver was thinking oh my fucking Christ what's going on I did speak about this previously in the last episode but I didn't go into detail why and what was happening um, so I got home, got through the door, got the th- keys through the door and then ended up on my floor in my walk-in wardrobe on the fucking floor. Just an absolute state. Uh, took the shoes off, but then I had the whole outfit on, bag on, couldn't even get the bag off, on the floor, hysterically crying. And I suppose like mourning my relationship because like it does go through ebbs and flows of feeling like you're going to be okay one minute and the next minute you're really not okay you're at, at rock bottom again and it's really difficult to get yourself out of that state anyway this guy that I'd gone on a date with the previous night he was very keen he'd actually said to me the day after our date after we were kind of like speaking about stuff he was like you're gonna break my heart and that was a red flag for me because I should have known actually like this guy He's not ready for something casual and it's not fair for me to pull him into something that's like way more anything else than just that. Um, So we 
uh, we were te- we were texting at this party, which is fine, whatever. Um, and he was like, I said, look, I'm I'm having a really bad night, so you know, like, sorry if I don't reply or whatever. He was like, look, I don't want you to be on your own tonight, so please let me come round. I was like, look, no, 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 I can't because like, I'm in a state where. I don't want anyone to see me like this, regardless of how close they are to me. Like, I just wouldn't want anyone to see anyone like that. It's, it's quite, it's quite harrowing and quite sad to be around someone that's that upset. As anybody knows, it's like, you know, the heartbreak that you feel sometimes is very hard to relate to. Anyway, regardless, he is very, very determined and very, um, what's the word? Oh, I can't think, but yeah, anyway, he wants to come round and look after me, so I'm like, fine, so he comes round, kind of really don't want him to, but he does, um, which is very sweet, comes round, I'm hysterical, like, crying, sobbing over my ex, now my ex-husband, and, like, just a real mess, and like, all I want to do in those moments is get off my fucking face, so, like, either drinking or taking K, whatever it is to like take my mind off of things of like being really like not in the moment because I can't handle the pain the pain for me is is too much so he gets in he's like let me pour you a glass of wine let me run you a bath um he lights candles all around the bathroom which is so sweet runs me a bath he's like I've run your bath now I'll come and sit with you and I'm like I can't believe you're going through this with me right now like his this is too much, a stranger that I don't even know is in my house, who's run a bath, and he's also lit candles, (laughs) so sweet, all around the bathroom, whilst I'm in the bath, naked, most vulnerable situation, crying about my ex-husband, and he's rubbing my back at this point, telling me it's all going to be okay, and like, it's okay to feel feel vulnerable. Like, could you be a sweeter human? Could you? Could you actually? Because that's actually such a lovely thing to do for someone. But would you on a second date? Would you? Because I feel like, fuck me. I don't think I would. I don't think anyone would. But very, very sweet that someone would care for you that much after one day. So, yeah. And then after that, was totally sweet to me. Totally sweet. Like overwhelmingly sweet to the fact where I had to actually say look I am not in space to have a relationship I'm nowhere near that in my life right now to have uh someone else in my world unless you know the next person as I said has to knock me fucking flying as in like 10 out of 10 funny knocks my fucking socks off with being funny like laugh me into fucking bed and I'll be yeah I'll be like outraged (laughs) overwhelmed with love but this guy was I think he was too sweet for me he was way too sweet for me but any girl that he gets he will make them so happy but for me it wasn't it was not for me he's not for me but I think for the time being like he really showed me that um I can be loved again, for sure, which was actually a really lovely thing to feel. Unfortunately, things didn't work out, of course, because I feel like it happened way too quick, way too fast, and things were very intense for at least a week. Uh, Everything was great, you know, the sex was great. 
But equally, you can't force something that isn't meant to be. So even if it's a short snippet of a relationship like that was, it it, it wasn't going to carry on that way. And it wouldn't have, I don't think it would have ended well. So yeah, that was the guy. Um, that was the most recent thing I've had. The next one I wanted to talk about was the five date guy. So the five date guy. I matched with him on the field, classic, you know me, fucking one trick pony over here, he was in a very similar situation to me, so he was in a relationship with his girlfriend for I think about 10 years and they broke up, Um, I'm not sure for what reason it was, I think they just tried to spice up their relationship, they ended up having a throuple situation with a relationship with another girl I believe and actually he introduced her and the other girl to his family and they couldn't really get their head around the whole situation because of course if you were used to a normal relationship then as a normal family it'd be quite hard to accept that into your world of like normal monogamy and you know every kind of normal relationship in brackets which we live in a world now which is not the case anymore there's a lot of different situations going on which is the beauty of being single and living life and enjoying every drop that you can so he was living his life along with his girlfriend which was iconic we love this um so we were talking about all things life and really getting on he was an actor he is an actor um and he was funny really funny and I love a funny guy like is my kryptonite if someone could laugh me someone could laugh my pants off pretty much I'll be like anybody like literally I'll be theirs in that moment it's very difficult for me to like not fall in love with someone who's hilarious like it's very very hard to find those kind of people that get your uh humor but he was exactly that very good looking not normally my kind of type with dress sense kind of vibes but I was like you know what I'm willing to let that slide because you know he's so funny he's good looking and he's very talented at what he does so I was like I'm very attracted to talent in any form um so yeah we were talking to like for two to three months facetiming calling texting sexting you fucking name it we did it um and a very very hot situation from start to finish the sexting was fucking fire like this the photos he sent each other were fucking hot and everything that we kind of like spoken about was very very hot indeed also so we planned to go on a date but it was very difficult to pin him down he was one of these like prolific weird situations where you can't pin them down for a date and it's so difficult because I'm like what is going on here it's like why is it so difficult Anyway, we finally get a date in the diary after three fucking months of talking. Like, no joke. Such a long time. Um, and we go to Coupette, which is also in Bethnal Green. Gorgeous little date spot. I'm literally dropping all the names in here tonight. Coupette, beautiful setting. Very, very dim lit. Gorgeous date situation. Lovely cocktails. So before this had happened, on the weekend before... I'd gone out with my, I call them my East London rats because every time we go out, we get so fucked. You know, the bags come out, you name it, it just gets a bit wild and it gets quite ratty. So we have a, a curry at one of my best friend's houses and then we end up at Shoreditch House Classic. And 
too many fucking Negronis at this point. Way too many. I am with my friend Savannah and my friend, well, my close friend Ross and Savannah, and having too many drinks. I end up going for a wee. Next thing I know, I wake up and I'm on the fucking floor. And I'm like, what is going on? Why am I on the floor? I've realised that I've passed out, as in, like, I've smacked my fucking head against the wall of the tiled wall in Shoreditch House Lees. And I passed out. I didn't think I had, but now I know that I've spoken to Spanish. She was like, babe, you were in there for 45 minutes. Like, you'd fucking passed out. It's like, oh my God. Anyway, walked out of the toilet. No clue what fucking day it is at this point. I've got a golf ball on my head the size of fucking Peru. Like, no joke. Absolutely outrageous. It's like I'm growing another head. I'm going, growing a twin out of my head at this point. It's actually ridiculous. She's like, babe, no, no, no. We've got to send you this fucking the fucking hospital. It's not okay. You can't you can't go home like that. You are literally fucked in, fucked in the head. Literally fucked in the head. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm fine. I'm fine. Fine. Anyway, she walks me down to the cab. Get in the cab. Go home. Go to sleep. I mean, if I had if I had known that I'd passed out for forty five minutes in the toilet probably should have gone to the hospital because I could have passed away in my sleep would have passed the fuck away but I didn't still had to tell a fucking tale so that was the weekend before I was meeting this guy who was so excited to me and I was like classic Meg situation I've got a fucking head injury I've also a concussion so I felt so sick I was like I had the date on the Tuesday this was the Saturday and on my head I called this bruised David, I don't know why, me and my sister were cracking up and calling it David for some reason. So David was on my head, he was not shifting. I, by the day, was getting two black eyes. So I had to put a fucking sickly amount of makeup on my eyes because I had like these two ridiculous... I looked like I had purple eyeshadow on the top of my eyes where the the bruise had like bled through down to my eyes. It was mental. <laughs> I wish I could show you photos. It's It's literally insane. Um, so I was like, fuck it, I'm obviously not going to miss this date with this guy. So I wore like a beret to like hide David, the bruise, the bump. Um, and I met up with him at Cooper. He's 15 minutes late. Okay. Which for me is like, oh, come on. I've said about this from the beginning, date etiquette. You have to be on time. At least five minutes, fine, late. But like 15 to 20, you're taking the piss. Anyway. He arrives and I'm like, okay, fine. He's fucking fit. He's fucking fit. And I already want to sit in his face at this point. I'm like, absolutely fucking going to bang this guy. <laughs> Terrible. But, you know, you know when you just vibe someone, you're like, oh, those thoughts are going through your head straight away. Sit down. We order like 10,000 Negronis. We're snacking on popcorn. There's a vibe going on with touchy-touchy situation. Next thing I know... He's reached across the table and he's like grabbed my face. This is like movie style kiss, sexy, sexy movie style kiss with like a real gentle tone to the grab of the face. Not like a grab, grab, I'm going to rip your head off your shoulder situation. More of like a gentle caress to the face, but with power, you know? So he kisses me. I'm like, oh my God, I'm melting off my bloody seat. This guy is so fit. The kiss, I cannot tell you. Best kiss of my life. I don't know how, I don't know why, but it was the best kiss of my life. 
nothing like I've ever experienced in my life. It's like a movie kiss. It's like what you'd expect when you kick the leg up in a film when you're the one that you meet like kisses you. Like it was like that. Not saying that he was the one, but I'm just saying like I'm, I'm pretty sure he'd be wild in bed. And I was like, I'm ready for this. Anyway, really enjoying his chat. Really funny, kind of brummy guy. Really interesting life. Um, anyway, I get him to go for a wee. You know me, my classic situation of being like, let's go for a snog in the loo because we want that up against the wall, sexy situation. That's what's going through my head anyway. So. I'm, I say, I'm, I'm, gonna go, I'm just going to go for a wee. He's like, okay, cool. I was like, meet me in there in one minute. He's like, what? He's like, meet me in there in one minute. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, meet me in the fucking toilet in one minute. He's like, okay, okay. Yeah, I'll see you in a sec, see you in a sec. <laughs> so I walk in there. Don't even need a wee. I'm just like gagging for a snog. And he gets in there. And he gets in, he pulls me into the toilet. So fit. Love the love that and pushes me up against the wall it's like hands all over the shop like gorgeous he's got the bra he's got he's got the tit in the mouth at this point <laughs> it's sexy it's so hot like a teasing situation I love a tease number one tease over here 101 tease he is outrageous I am so gagging for it at this point, like dying. Like I cannot wait for him to come home with me. Like absolutely outrageous. So I'm like, okay, fine, okay. And he like leaves the loo, leaves me wanting more. I'm like, okay, good, good, love this. Like leave me wanting more, tease me, whatever, love it. I sit down, and I'm like, so you gonna come back to mine then? He's like, um, so I've actually got a plan with you. I'm like you got a plan with me? So I was like, what do you mean? He's like, so I've got a five-date plan. I'm like, a five-date plan? He's like, yeah. I'm like, right, okay. What does that mean? He's like, well, so tonight we're on our first date. I'm like, well, yeah. He's like, we're having drinks. I was like, right, yeah, I know. Been here with you. Um, second day, I'll meet you for a coffee. Like, you know, normal daylight, daytime situation. We'll catch up, have a little snog, that's it. Third day, I'd invite him him to a house party with my friends because I was like vibing you know third day I'll come to yours at your house party and I'll meet all your friends I'm sorry okay yeah fine and I'll put you into the toilet and I'll push you up against the wall and I'll really fucking wind you up and leave you really fucking horny and then I'll just do a French exit and leave I was like okay right winding me up as we go love it fourth date I'll come to yours, we'll watch some films and have a really cosy evening, like cuddle, nothing major, a couple of kisses, nothing, nothing sexual, nothing, nothing's going on with that, don't worry about that, and that will be it, date number five, hold on to your hats ladies and gents, because I was not expecting what he was going to say this next bit, Maybe this is quite vanilla, but I was just like, what? Being in a relationship for nine years and then coming out and hearing this, I was like, whoa, crazy. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, so he was like, fifth date. I'm going to come to yours. I'm going to strip you naked. I'm going to touch every inch of your body and kiss every inch of your body until you're literally dripping. And then maybe, if you're lucky, I will touch you. I was like, are you, 
he's looking me in the eye when he's saying this, like across the table, dim lit candle situation. I was like, slipping off my seat. I'm not going to lie. I was like, this is hot. Like, what the fuck? Five dates, though. Can we talk? Like, that's not okay. We don't do five dates, honey. Sorry. I can't do five dates. I would be dying. Fucking dying a death. Are you kidding me? You can't wind me up for that long. It's not okay. That's like, not humanly possible to lead someone on that on that long. It's like a Christian Grey in reverse. Who does that? <laughs> it's just not okay. Like, we don't we don't do this. So yeah, that was the five date guy. It, after that, he was like. I was really excited to meet him for another date because I was like, look, I want to see where this goes. And how I'd seen pictures of his dick so he sent them to me. So I was like, okay, fine. And I actually brought it up at the table. And I was like, I can't remember what we were talking about. We were talking about sexting or dick pics or something or like sexy pictures. And he was like, oh yeah, you've got hot bod or something along those lines. And I was like, well, you do as well. And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, you've sent me some stuff. He was like, have I? I was like, have you? How would you forget that? This is what I was going back to. So this is what the alarm bell rang for me, first of all. Because I was like, how would you not remember sending someone a dick pic? Is that a multiple send that you've forgotten who you sent those to? Because I know every single person I've sent a nude to or like a sexy pic or whatever it may be. I remember every single person I have sent those to. Because I'm very, very careful with those things. Unless it's like a, you know, on WhatsApp now you can do those like really short situations where it only shares it for like five seconds which is fine but like if you're sending someone a dick pic that stays in their whatsapp camera roll how the fuck would you not realize who they were so it was a bit of a red flag in that situation so he's obviously sending multiple dick pics to everyone which is like annoying anyway after that he was like oh it's so nice to meet you I had a really great night you're so fit like can't stop thinking about you um can't wait to see you again I can't wait to fuck you xyz you know the standard chat anyway a couple days passed he's like I'm really busy for the next couple of weeks I'm doing a music video I'm producing it so busy I've got this that and the other to do bearing in mind okay when I'm like fine if you're not interested doesn't bother me like just fucking say it outright like don't wind me up don't lead me up the garden path like I've been there, done that. Like, I'm not going to be offended. He's like, no, no, no. I want to go another date. Um, I'm just really busy at the moment. I've got this music video to do. So I was like, okay, fine. So I leave it. I kind of don't say anything. He's like, oh, can't wait to see you again. I hope you're doing well. He called me Panda Lady because obviously I had two black eyes at this point because the concussion had really fucking come through and the black eye situation was, like, rife. Um, and I was like yeah doing well thanks how are you like oh when are you next free or whatever I said he's like oh this music video is killing me can't wait for it to be over another week or so and then I'll be free it's like okay fine I was like I'll give him the benefit of the doubt we could just be really busy so it comes through to a week later and I'm just like I'm bored of this now because like he's been watching my stories on Instagram and I'm just a bit like ugh eye roll situation who cares stop playing the fucking game with me it's really boring I can't deal with it so it comes down to the point where I'm like okay fine whatever I send this guy a couple of photos of me and my sister we went to the um the 1975 gig recently and he replied and was like yeah how you oh so beautiful how are you blah 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 and 
no solid date, second date set, which is kind of a red flag. So I left it and I left it and I left it and then it comes down to the message that I get from him. He sends me a picture of two frogs and he's like, this is me and you, the calm before the storm, before you're dripping all over your bed. And I was like, you know what, I've kind of had enough of this now. It's too much back and forth, sexy chat. There's no like going through with it. At this point, I'm like, it's all chat. It's all chat. And he's an actor. So how how would I believe a word that comes out of his fucking mouth at this point? I was just a bit like, oh, come on. I'm bored now. And he was like, oh, I'm looking forward to the second date. And I said, that's if you get a second date. And he was like, oh, oh, well, oh, well yeah, of course. And then after that, aired me. And I was just like, oh, fuck off, whatever. So yeah, never heard from him again. That was it. Aired me, ghosted me. Another ghost to add to the fucking graveyard of all the rest of the fucking ghosts. Jesus motherfucking Christ. So that was a five-date guy. And I have so many more stories to tell you. There are so many more because I go on so many dates because I feel like there's so many interesting people people to meet out there genuinely and I've had so many amazing dates and the only ones I would ever share on this podcast are the bad ones because the ones that I've had that have really changed me I think I would keep personal because they mean something to me you know there's been people that have really been like real angels who have been like a casual thing and like just love you know just a lot of love for those people but these people, I'm like, come on, what game are you playing? What game are you playing, honey? It's not going to do that. I feel like with him, I think he was a multiple uh, texter, multiple data, and was so like, maybe like over dating at this point. And maybe he had sent so many dick pics, he didn't know what fucking way was up and what day was what or whatever it was. He was just a uh, red flag. Which is a shame because I really fucking fancied him. (laughs) But yeah, I just wasn't for him and he wasn't for me. But we learn and we move from these dates because some of them can be really fucking funny and a great story. Like, who comes up with five dates? Come on. On a a five-date situation, you'd be fucking horny as fuck. Are you kidding me? Like, how could you get your head around five dates? oh my god, I just can't, the amount of people that I've like slept with on their first date, and I've not seen them again, I'm like, you know what, fine, you've got to test it before you fucking buy it, do you know what I mean, I'm not looking for a relationship right now, don't get me wrong, but equally, try before you buy all the time, like, imagine if you got down to the five dates and he was really shit in bed, <laughs> that would have been terrible, what a waste of bloody time, it's not all about that, but equally, like, if you've not got the connection with someone in that respect, and it comes down to that. It'd be fucking tragic. Tragic as motherfucking fuck. So yeah. Let's round it off with that. The five date guy. There'll be more dates to come. There always are. There's so many stories coming your way. I can't wait to tell you about everything that's happened in the last six months or less. Um, and it's this is a prelude to... So the reason I did this podcast was because I by accidentally wrote a book about... So when I was 20 to 23, I used to be a stripper. 
uh, I put myself through, I'd say put myself through, I did, through music school and I did that through stripping. So I paid for that through stripping because my family couldn't pay for it. So I went to music school, paid for it through stripping and I by accidentally kind of wrote a diary from 20 to 23 about stripping. It was It was more like I came home and I journaled about it and all the things and the people that I met during that time because the stories that I could tell were unbelievable. The people that I met were unbelievable. And the, and the experiences that I had within that time at such a young age were so incredible and so like life-changing and so dangerous, like so dangerous. It was insane. I put myself through so many bad situations like I did. So yes, the reason I started this podcast was it's a prelude to the book that I wrote about dancing and about everything that I learned from that situation, the people that I met, the people that I dated. But from there, obviously, my life has uh, taken a few turns, a few twists and turns. And it's kind of brought me back to where I was when I was 21, when I was dating and running around like a maniac. And I feel like I've kind of taken a step back, back into that 21-year-old life of going dating again and living through that experience that I did when I was that age. So that's why I wanted to do this podcast because it's a prelude to the book. It's a prelude, prelude to the book that's not finished yet because the book has too many stories that's not been told yet. So maybe, yeah, too many. But yeah, that's the reason I did this. And I will start talking about stripping as well because there are so many things that people don't know about that world and it's just it's just a crazy life that I feel like I've lived in the last how many years I've been alive like I said I feel like I've lived a thousand lives in this one life and I can't believe I'm actually still standing on two feet and living and breathing because I've literally smashed my body to pieces (laughs) drugs alcohol cigarettes you name it shagging around like being really mean to myself but I'm still here to tell the tale which is so crazy because maybe I have so many stories to tell that will just I don't know make people laugh or make people feel like they're not alone or whatever it is that I'm doing this for I don't know but again thank you for (laughs) for joining me on my random absolute fucking tangent as per usual every single Monday of me talking about dating sex and everything in between um I will be back next week talking about more dating and I will have guests every now and again talking about everything that comes with everything that we go through as humans in this life um but my again my dms are always open i'm always here for anyone that's going through any heartbreak or anything they want to talk about um any questions they have for me or whatever basically if you want to fucking chat shit i'm here to chat shit i'm the mrs chat shits no sorry miss chat shit she's not a missus anymore let's remind let's re-fucking-wind um but thank you for joining me today i'm wishing you the best week it is beautiful weather this week we are summer now we're in summer can you believe that can you actually believe we're in summer it's actually outrageous it's come around so quick um but yes i love you all and thank you for listening as always it means so much i actually can't can't believe that any of you even listen to me chat shit every week (laughs) it's crazy but yes, um, have a glorious, glorious Monday and a lovely evening and I love you all and I'll be back next week. Take care of yourselves.